I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Hello and welcome to the HP Podcast. I'm Ben and with me here is Brandon. Hello. And Dave. Good evening. These guys joined me on the seas the other night and we had a romping good time. Oh, yes. What did you think, Dave, of your first experience with a crew? Well, not really your first experience, but your first experience in a long time with a crew on Sea of Thieves. I'll always remember you two as my first. Uh, (laughs) That was a lot of fun. I mean, I was telling you uh, just before we started recording that I had fully planned to like jump right back in on Friday night and... And jump into your Discord and, and find a crew, and my plans just change. But uh, that was fun. That was that was really good. It's, it's nice when you have a couple of experienced players who are helping you along, and and uh, yeah, that game, one. yeah, that game takes on a whole new sort of level of fun when when you're playing with other friends specifically. So yeah, I had a great time. Yes, it is a game that is a lot of fun by yourself and way more fun with other people, in my opinion, Brandon. This is now a Sea of Thieves podcast. Okay. Uh, what did you think of Sea of Thieves? No, it's great, man. Um, I am not at a spot where I can say it'd be fun by myself. Yeah. I can certainly say that. Um, but with other people, it is exceptional. Yeah. Um, just, I, I don't even necessarily know what I'm doing at all times, but I right. just feel like I'm enjoying what I'm doing. Yeah. And that's one of the best parts of it. It's uh, kind of lackadaisical in that way, just sailing around. Oh, you want to go here? Oh, someone's shooting at you over here. Hey, look, there's a skeleton ship off in the distance. (laughs) Um, You know, you just kind of get distracted, but that's the way life is sometimes. And it's fun to kind of follow those strings and see where they lead. It's so funny because I'm I'm becoming more well known for my love of Sea of Thieves, at least within a small community. And people are always like, oh, you know, I've always wanted to check it out. It just looks so relaxing. And I'm like, not the way I play. It's not. <laughs> well, well, I, I play with sweat dripping down my neck. And... Well, d- <laughs> well, dude, I will say the, uh, the the night we played with Dave was much different than the other night. Yes. Um, we, 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 we were playing with one of your buddies and it, it definitely can, can get intense. Yeah. Um, I guess it's whatever you make of it, but. Um, yep. Yeah, a lot of fun and honestly beautiful on the Series X. Oh, it's yeah, very, it's very pretty. So yeah. uh, I'm going to get a little self promo here, but it's our show, so I can do what I want. Yeah, man. Uh, I did start a new YouTube channel all about Sea of Thieves. So if you go over to my Twitter, you can find that pretty easily. The, uh, the, the development team liked my tweets and video and everything. Ooh. Uh, my first one. So that was nice. They didn't, they didn't give me the old retweet, which I didn't expect, of course. But that would have also been a nice boost. But it was a rare like. It was a rare. It was oh a God. very rare like. It was a rare like indeed. Boys, anything else going on in your lives this week? It's 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 a weird week where there's like a decent amount of news, but nothing groundbreaking. Anything anything new popping up just in your in your everyday lives? Not a damn thing. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, work is um, work. Uh, that's about yeah. it. Okay, so. Dave. No, yeah, same. It's uh, a lot of video games to play and a lot of work to be done and just trying to live out that balanced lifestyle, you know? 
I know. Yeah. I, um, I did something stupid this past weekend. It wasn't even intentional. It just happened. I think Friday I ate food. It was like the day after Thanksgiving. I went to my sister's house with my parents and everything. We had Thanksgiving there uh, on Friday, even though we'd had Thanksgiving with my in-laws on Thursday. And then Saturday, for whatever reason, uh, I just didn't eat. I didn't even think about it. And then Sunday, I think my wife, like I, I like came down from the office and she had lunch and I barely touched it. And then, so like all day Saturday, I didn't eat. I barely ate anything on Sunday and Monday at like 8 PM. I was like, I'm sick. My stomach hurts. Like I'm full, but I'm not. And I like tried to go downstairs and eat and I could barely eat. And the whole next day, yesterday, I was just sick. I like barely could eat. And finally today I was able to eat some and I feel way better. Like, oh, surprise. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But like it was weird because I got so hungry that, that I couldn't eat. Wow. Yeah. You know, when you get so tired, you can't sleep. Yeah. Yeah. So that was the thing I did this weekend that was a lot of fun. Right after Thanksgiving where you gorge yourself with food, I spent three days barely eating anything. You finally got rid of that tapeworm. I did put on my pants yesterday and felt like it was uh, a better experience. I felt like they felt hey, a little better. You a, know? a little roomier. Yes. Perhaps. Did, uh, did you guys celebrate Black Friday at all? I don't know about celebrated, but I did buy a few things that were on sale that I already wanted. Yeah, what, I bought one of those items. I bought a new webcam. I bought the Elgato face cam because I wanted something that was 1080 60. What I have right now is 1080 30 or 720 60. I wanted the best of both worlds. Ooh. And I bought some shirts, uh, specifically, actually, some Sea of Thieves shirts that were like 30% off that I've been eyeing up, but I just couldn't pull the trigger. And because they were $28 a piece and I'm a cheapskate. And uh, finally, I was like, you know what? 30% off. I'm going for it. Yeah. I didn't score anything exceptional um, or on sale, but I did purchase something from the Swedes. Uh-huh. Um, the I, Swedes. <laughs> I, I went to Ikea. Yes. Um, and I did purchase their wares. Um, so that was an interesting experience. It's always nice to see such nice furniture that I know is so poorly made. Yeah. Um, but, you know, hey, it is what it is. Um, you buy it and that's about the best you get. So wasn't too bad to put together. I felt very manly, not very gamer like that day. I felt like a, a, a grizzled man putting together the shelf. But, yes. uh, you know, you got to do that every once in a while. Understood. What about you, Dave? Uh, yeah, I, um, Black Friday for me, I, I immediately go to, uh, tech stuff and, and video game stuff, but you know, mm-hmm. you never think about the stuff you really need like clothes. So I like Ben, the way that you combine video games and clothes yes. and bought something that, uh, that you really need. So I bought a couple games. Uh, I'd like to hold off on telling you what those games are until the end of the show. When we talk okay. about what we've been playing, cause it kind of ties into that. But other yeah. than that, nothing really exciting. I, I looked, I tried, um, but I, I ended up holding on to my, my hard earned Canadian dollars. Nice. Oh. And those are, you know, exceptionally less valuable. So you need to hold on to them longer. Correct. Yes. <laughs> I, I, there were two other things. One, my son really wanted to buy Mario maker two. So I took him to Target to buy it. I was like, we can just buy it online. It'll be here in two days. And he's like, I want it today. I was like, you could just ask for it for Christmas. I'm sure you'll get it from your grandparents because they've been asking what to get you. He's like, I want it today. I was like, all right. Let's... He actually, he spent like a full day thinking about it. All day Thanksgiving, he was like, let me think if I want to get it tomorrow or not. So I took him and bought it. It was $20 off and Nintendo games never go that low. And then the other thing I bought was just like, a, I bought um, Game Pass. Had the deal oh, for nice. Ultimate for three months for 25 bucks. 
and I pay for ultimate 15 bucks a month, every month anyway. And I was like, well, I'm just going to buy a year of this because it's going to be like way, way cheaper than just paying. So I didn't really buy like, I just bought something I was already going to buy. Right. That's really all my Black Friday purchases are typically is things I already want, but that are cheaper. Yeah. It's how I do things. Can't beat it. Mm -hmm. Speaking of not being able to beat it. Steam. (laughs) Steam is able to beat it. All right. Steam. This comes by way of GameIndustry.biz has reached a record-breaking 27 million concurrent users. Out of the 27 million people, 7.8 million people were in game. And, you know, all the rest of them were in that away mode or offline mode, or not offline, but away mode. You know, that really annoying one when you want to talk to your buddy or play a game with them, but they're not online. So it's like can, an idol. Yeah, you see them there, but you know they're not playing anything. Yeah. It says, quote, Steam has reached a new high with its concurrent users with 27 million people on the platform yesterday. As reported by PC Gamer, the record was registered by data platform SteamDB with 27 million and some change players connected at the same time on November 28th. November 28th, was that Black Friday? Sounds right. I think so. I think so. Uh, maybe not. Out of these 27 million people, 7.8 million people were in, ga- were in game. Um, Steam's previous record was 26 million concurrent users, which was reaped in, reached in April. Back in December 2020, Steam broke its own concurrent user record twice within a couple of days, being just shy of 25 million players. The release of the Steam Deck will undoubtedly boost player numbers, though Valve's handhold was recently pushed back to February of 22. Dave, what do you think is driving the massive amount of concurrent users on Steam? I think uh, PC gaming has just gotten um, a lot more popular in the past, I don't know, five or six years. Um, you know, it almost seemed like in the Xbox 360 and 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 then moving ahead to like the PlayStation 4 eras, uh, PC gaming was almost like a niche uh, compared to those two. And, and you know, the, the, the console gaming was sort of the mainstream, but... Um, obviously if you want to play games on PC, Steam is kind of the place you need to go. Uh, what's impressive about that is over the past few years, we've seen like legitimate competitors come out, like, like the Epic game store and stuff like that. Um, and then I think with, you know, the way Twitch has become so popular, like that's, you know, if you're going to game on Twitch, you, you know, all the pros are playing on PC and, and all the big streamers and stuff. So, um, yeah, I mean, Steam has done a lot to really um, sort of solidify their stranglehold on hold on PC gaming and and where you actually buy the games and stuff like that. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's it's been cool to see PC gaming sort of like come into the limelight with console gaming the way it has. So, it's pretty impressive what uh, what these numbers are showing. Absolutely, Brandon. Are you regretting your decision not to buy a <laughs> PC and instead buy an Xbox? No, okay. no, not really. Um, yes and no, but, um, <laughs> always, but, uh, but no, I think this is great. And I think Dave kind of tapped into something. I think that now that Twitch is such a big thing, I yeah. mean, if you look at the branding, you look at the marketing, even it's all geared towards PC now at this point. And it, I feel like at one point it was a convenience thing at some, you know, to some extent. Yeah. Um, but now with, you know, with all the advancements and all the different pre-builds and everything you can get, it's not as much of a big deal. And, you know, Timmy sees his favorite streamer on a PC. Everyone's got to get their favorite PC, the favorite streamer's PC. Right. Um, and 
yeah, I mean, it used to even be mouse and keyboard. That would be the reason you would play. But now people are even using controllers. So I just feel like there's so many more ways to play now. And it's so much easier to build a PC than it's ever been, especially with the internet, with the wealth of information. And yeah, everyone just wants that edge um, and wants the best of the best now. And I feel like that's kind of the, the direction we're heading. And PC seems to be kind of moving along. I think you pointed out something there, too, that I hadn't thought about is that it's easier to go with, you know, like to get pre-builds and stuff. And a lot of companies are enforcing that. And I know that for many of my friends, acquaintances, they're like, well, I really like to build a PC, but they're just not sure where to start. And then they start building it and they're like, oh, it's more expensive than I thought it was going to be. Oh, this part's not going to be here for six months, et cetera, et cetera. Now you see so many more PC players saying, oh, if you want that, just go with a pre-build. Yeah. Like it's becoming so much more acceptable to go with a pre-build because yeah. of the shortages that are out there that maybe that's enabling more people, even though pre-builds are still expensive and hard to get sometimes, to just be like, okay, you know what? I'm just going with the pre-build. Now I'm a PC gamer. Like I don't have to think about building it. I don't have to have the tech know-how. I get it in a box. I unpack it. I plug in my monitor and I turn on it on and now I'm playing. Right. So I think that's probably a little bit of it. But certainly there's, you know, we just had Halo Infinite come out. That's on Steam, a huge player base there. Right. Um, November 28th or 29th, whatever that was, right after Thanksgiving, where a lot of people have the weekend off. Right. Uh, so they're probably going to be playing a little bit more. So it's cool to see, for me, as someone who is, I'd say, primarily a PC gamer at this point, although I have all the major consoles, uh, I love it because it just means, like, all, all the games that we used to see not get PC support right away or have to wait for updates, like hopefully that shifts a little bit. Now, yeah. granted, PCs had the upper hand in some things in the past where consoles haven't. Games are available on PC sometimes when they're not on console. But for the most part, we're usually the last platform to get updated. Right. And uh, hopefully that shifts a little bit. And I think just having more players on all the systems in general is just better for everybody because, like, you know, you want to have competition between yeah. them. So, yeah, yeah. it's cool. Dude, and even think about how many how many pre-built companies there are now. Oh, yeah. A dime a dozen. Yeah. I mean, I feel like I see new pre-built companies popping up every other month now. So Yeah. But man, if you if you can find the parts you need and have the money and the patience maybe to wait for some of those parts to actually build your own, it is such a satisfying experience, especially if it's a process where, you know, you buy a couple parts here and then a couple months later you find some more and you just see that little pile of like, parts like build up in your office or your room and then finally the day comes where you have everything and you can put it all together and you know boot it up and and you're you've actually put that pc together it's a really satisfying experience so um i know pre-builds are obviously the easier way to go but uh i the one pc i built it was so satisfying to finally get that process done and put everything together so yeah yeah you're 100 percent right it is more satisfying in my opinion to build it and you get exactly what you want, but yeah, it's just not, just not really possible right now with all the, well, we'll talk about a scalp. Actually, let's just talk about that next. Let me find the article here. We'll talk about scalpers a little bit. Uh, Democrats <laughs> announced bill aimed at stopping bots from buying all your consoles and graphics cards. This comes from Kotaku. And it says a group of Democrats are introducing a Stopping Grinch Bots Act, a proposal with an incredibly stupid name. This is a, a direct quote. Please don't uh, attribute this to me. That is aimed at preventing or at least curtailing the use of bots to snatch up stocks of goods from online retailers. Something many of you have been trying to get. Something many of you trying to get PS5s and new graphics cards have been struggling with mightily over the last 18 months. Representative Paul Tonko, Senator Richard Blumenthal, seniority or Senate Majority Leader, 
Chuck Schumer and Senator Ben Ray Luff. I don't know how to say it. Lufchin? Lufchin? Um, announced the bill on November 29th, which aims to crack down on cyber grinches using bot technology to quickly buy up whole inventories of popular holiday toys and resell them to parents at higher prices. This isn't the first time Democrat lawmakers have tried this. As PC Mag points out, this is actually a reintroduction of a bill that never went anywhere back in 2019. It's hoped that the time, this time the drastic rise of bots and scalping in the months since the pandemic started will lead to greater support. So, um, that goes on to say that the consumer reports people have said the average holiday shopper is unable to compete with the light speed of all the all too common Grinch bot and are then held at ransom by scalpers and third party resellers when trying to buy holiday presents, etc, etc, etc. I have not experienced too much problem with bots buying up all my stuff. I will say that maybe once or twice when I've gone to try to buy something, it's been gone immediately. But other than that, pretty much every other time I've been successful in what I'm doing. And I'm not using bots. Dave, have you had any issues trying to buy things online? And now I'm not dismissing this as a problem. I know there are people who are trying to buy stuff who can't get it. I don't understand it necessarily, but Dave, have you had much of an issue with trying to get what you want online? Um, the only thing I can think of from recent memories is the Series X, um, where like I follow uh, cheap ass gamer on Twitter. I think Ben, you do too. Yep. And it's crazy. Every time they post like, like 10 years, I have I think. <laughs> like Walmart. Well, they'll be like, Oh, Walmart has Sirius X is going up in 15 minutes or this time. And then I look at the comments and it's always the same thing. People are like, they were gone in literally 10 seconds. Yeah. So, I mean, that's the only time where I've, I've kind of thought about getting something, but I just, I don't even try because I know that I can't beat these, these algorithms because they're just going to gobble them all up. And, you know, I, I think these bots are lazy. I miss the days of the, you know, the scalpers. These bots don't even wait outside in the cold and yell at people For and real. say, oh, I got Xbox. I got Xbox. Do you need an Xbox? I got an Xbox. <laughs> None of that stuff. These they are just the programs. They don't do any work. But And whatever um, happened to the days of old of trampling? Now you line up and they give you a ticket <laughs> for whatever you want. And there's no trampling going on. I'm really, I'm also disappointed about that. Yeah, the stakes need to be higher. But, That's right. Uh, yeah, I mean, and, and anything I bought sort of before that was before this whole bot thing was around and i got lucky with the playstation 5 because i was i was watching twitter on september 16th 2020 i remember the day exactly because one it was my birthday and two i was out with my now wife buying our wedding rings uh we were trying stuff on but i was looking at my phone and i saw jeff Keeley tweeting stuff out got home and i got my pre-order in before the bots even were ready so like that yeah. was the one time you could comfortably get a playstation 5 was on september 16th because nobody was ready Right. Um, but other than that, it's just kind of been trying to secure a Series X and I've just kind of quit because one, I have the Series S now and two, I'm not going to beat these bots. I just got to wait for the market to cool down. And I'm sure it's the same way for a lot of people when it comes to both consoles and and, uh, you know, 3080s and all that kind of stuff. Brandon, do you think that bots are destroying the market or are they helping drive the competitive spirit? Um, I definitely don't think they're helping the market. I don't think so. <laughs> you know, I don't. I just had to present the question. Yeah, I was going to say I don't. I don't think anybody thinks that. But um, no, it's just unfortunate. I mean, I even have people in my life, like some of my less immediate family, that reach out to me, um, in the hopes that I would know something they don't, and I just give them the best answers I can. You're like, no, I'm. <laughs> I am also stupid. Yeah, yeah. It's like you know, and, and this is tech savvy people, but right. you know, like you said, it just 
how can you outbeat a bot? Right. Um, and I, you know, I don't disagree that it's a big problem. I think that, you know, these people are missing something in their lives that set these things up. Yeah. Um, money, I guess mostly. (laughs) Um, but, uh, but no, it's really unfortunate. Um, and I wish there was a way to monitor it more than there is. And I mean, I guess this is a step in that direction, but, um, I just think with everything, take what you need. Right. Um, and there's no sense trying to get over on somebody else. So, yeah. I don't like it. I don't like it one bit. But the name is fucking dumb. I, yeah. <laughs> I, I get the Grinch. I get the Grinch. I I see the reference you made here. Um, but uh, no thanks. Yeah. I do think it's a little strange that this far into some of these life cycles, we still have this going on. I, I occasionally peruse eBay and just look to see what the market's like uh, to see if other people, you know, how much people are paying for consoles and stuff like that. And the weird thing is, like, if I see PlayStation 5s or Series Xs, most of the time I see, like, one listing or, like, one listing per person. So, like, I'll, I'll click on the listing and then I click on view this seller's other listings and, like, they, that's all they have up right now. Yeah. So it's not even, like, I, I feel like a lot of people are just sitting there waiting to make a couple hundred bucks. I don't know that the majority of this anymore, for the consoles at least, are going to bots because I don't see, like, you know, this PlayStation for a thousand dollars, twenty four available or something like that. Right. But I know that especially when the GPUs were coming out, uh, the thirty series last year or this year, well, I don't even know what year that was. Um, a lot of that was definitely bots because, like, you know, even Newegg and Best Buy were reporting that like that they were just getting destroyed by bots at times. Yeah. So there's definitely a problem there. I don't know that government legislation is the best way to fix it. Yeah. Um. Obviously, the market drives itself in a way and people would quit using bots to buy them up if people would quit paying scalpers for them. Yeah. But of course, I mean, we all know that's not going to happen. Dude, you just jogged my memory. My aunt actually got scammed on a PS5. Yeah. She she's not very She should ask me for help. Let's just say that. <laughs> um uh yeah, man, I'm pretty sure for a PS5 she paid like about a grand. Yeah. I was just shaking my head, man. I'm like I don't know. I'm just so overwhelmed by the stupidity. I couldn't even handle it. But, but yeah, she, she just... She got it, though. She got oh, okay. it. Oh, fuck yeah, she got it. Yeah. And <laughs> I would hope so at that price. Well, um, but for some people, I mean, and I didn't create this, Colin, uh, I edit all of his shows, so I hear him say this a couple times a week. But he basically said, like, if you're someone who's been looking for a PS5, let's say, for a year, and you still can't find one, how much time and energy have you put into it? If they're going for 700 bucks on eBay, just pay it and get it over with. If you really, really want one that bad. Right. So like how much time and energy, what's your time and energy spent? Now for me, I'm someone who likes the hunt. I like to go out and like score something and, and get it and win. Yeah. Basically. Sure. Um, but I can understand that. Like if you're somebody who really wants one and you're spending hours a week looking around, maybe it's just worth a little bit of extra money. Then your next conquest. Yeah. Beat the bot. Beat Ach- the bot. Achievement unlocked. Ben, you must reach the precipice of uh, the buying experience. You must outperform the bot. I uh, Let's see. I got my PS5, no problem. I got my 3060 Ti. I actually got two of them, no problem, and sold one to a, a friend, uh, acquaintance, uh, for, no big deal. for list no, price. No big deal. Yeah. I, did, I, didn't, <laughs> I mean, I didn't have any issue with it. Um, it was that ad blocker. It was what? It was the ad blocker. The ad blocker. <laughs> uh, my Series S, 
I didn't even look for one. I just casually threw out in a Discord I'm a part of, hey, if anybody finds one, let me know. And like a day later, somebody messaged me and said they they had actually Ed, listener of the show, uh, said they had one. Um, so I haven't really had the experience, but I know I'm sure like if like if you're someone going for a 3090 or 3080 when they first launched, like no thanks, I did, I don't want to be a part of that. So anyway, we'll see if they can get this through the Grinch bill or whatever they're calling it here. Um, but until then, we're going to talk about Titanfall. I didn't even hear an ooh from you, Brandon. All right. I, I was surprised. Uh, this comes directly from Respawn's Twitter. Respawn says, Pilots, Titanfall is part of our DNA at Respawn. Anytime they talk about Titanfall, they will say it's part of their DNA. <laughs> it's a game that showcased the ambitions of the studio when it was first released more than seven years ago, and it continues to be a beacon of innovation that we strive for in all of our games. We've made the decision to discontinue new sales of the original Titanfall game starting today, and we'll be removing the game from subscription services on March 1st, 2022. It's on Game Pass, I think, right now. I don't know if it's anywhere else. We will, however, be keeping servers live for the dedicated fan base still playing and those who own the game and are looking to drop into a match. Rest assured, do you know what's coming next? You know what they're going to say It's in our next? DNA. Titanfall is core to Respawn's <laughs> DNA, and this incredible universe will continue. Today in Titanfall 2 and Apex Legends and in the future. This franchise is a North Star for the caliber of experiences we will continue to create here. Respawn, thank you from the entire Respawn team. All right. Dave, have you played, Re- have you played Titanfall? Yeah, big time. And I was, a, I was Brand- a day one boy. Okay, and Brandon, you definitely played Titanfall. I played Titanfall 2. I've never played Titanfall 1. Okay, Dave, tell me why Titanfall is so special. Uh, uh, well, it's in our DNA, Ben. Well, okay, yes. <laughs> well, no, true. it's in Respawn's DNA, so you're getting it mixed up. Yeah, but we... Anyways, um, <laughs> Titanfall is... Um, I, I think it's... I don't know. I mean, it's it's respawn. It's that's some of the original Call of Duty guys, if I'm not mistaken. It's uh, it came out as like a Call of Duty killer that I don't, you know, it never actually amounted to that. But it's just a fun game to play that I think is one of the only game that's really nailed the competitive boots off the ground multiplayer because Call of Duty sure tried it and didn't do it well. <laughs> so I think everybody kind of holds it as a darling but i i think we all kind of look at titanfall with sort of rose color glasses and you know that hindsight of of our memory of what that game was was you know in its prime which it never really had one um it wasn't all that popular but i think we just look at it fondly because of you know what it tried to do and what it did succeed in um but i would love to see the day where respawn um throws its dna in our faces with oh Titan, Titanfall 3, because I'd love to see how that could actually compete. I'm not talking about Apex, but like an actual Titanfall sequel. Yeah. Um, the iron's hot right now. People are people are low on on stuff like Call of Duty and and Battlefield. And, and I know obviously a Titanfall would be a long time away, but uh, yeah, I mean, I think part of me thinks that we just kind of look back at back at it more fondly than we actually do remember it, but. It's uh, it's still it's still uh, an important game in our in our memories, nonetheless. It's interesting because I don't know if you guys remember a few months ago, there was a big hack and they had infiltrated a lot of Titanfall systems. And to the extent that they actually told people, like, uninstall this game from your computer and your console because there were such bad hacks. And so part of me wonders if this is 
part of that. Like this kind of led to that, but also they're keeping up the multiplayer services for the game for the foreseeable future. So like that doesn't seem highly likely to me, I suppose. Um, I don't know, but just just them getting taking it off these storefronts while still keeping it active is a rare move. I feel like you see a lot of times they're like, hey, we're discontinuing it. It's going to be taken down in eight months or whatever. And uh, you won't be able to access it anymore. But very rarely do you see them be like, we're you're not going to be able to buy it anymore, but you can still play it for a while. Right. So that's kind of nice. I think yeah. that's a nice thing. Yeah, no, I think they're doing well enough that maybe they can have a little bit of change in their pocket for the extra servers. Right. And I mean, it's also in their DNA. So right. Like, of they course. Get rid of it, you know, it would How could you alter the DNA? Right. This is the this uh, is the name of this episode, right? Yeah, actually, yeah, <laughs> I, I just thought of that in my couple It's in our idea. Yeah. Um, but no, I mean, like I said, I didn't have any experience with Titanfall one. Yeah. I know that it did have like a bit of a rocky start. Um, even through the entirety of Titanfall one, it had a lot of fans. Um, but it was not perfect by any means. Yeah. Um, and I agree with Dave in a bit in the sense that I feel like the journey is more memorialized than like the individual points of it. Rose tinted glasses, perhaps. Yes, correct. Um, so no, I definitely agree with that. Titanfall two, one of the best games I've probably ever played first person shooters, um, excellent campaign. Um, and the Titans are so fucking cool. Yeah. I mean, nothing can be taken away from that. Um, there's been games in the past that have done it, but the Titans in Titanfall two were good. Um, and I'd love for one day for them to be like Dave said, integrated, even apex, maybe three, but, um, yeah, no, I guess we'll see. Um, Glad to see that they're at least keeping the servers up. I would assume that means that there's obviously some traction on the Titanfall 1 servers. Sure. I mean, I just saw the other day, I shit you not, um, in Titanfall 2, the like training area, a new world record was just beaten like a, a couple weeks ago Yeah. for Titanfall 2 yep. in the first training area. Like people are still speed running and grinding that. And I think that kind of all started because isn't there a trophy to beat it in under a certain amount of time? There's a trophy to get like in the top 10 or something. Yeah, yeah. In like, in, on like, I don't know if it's like world leaderboards or like just whatever is in your game. Yeah. But um, there definitely is some trophy for that. But just an insane run. If if you get a chance to watch some of the, some of the training runs from Titanfall 2 right at the very beginning, literally as soon as you start the game. Yeah. Uh, some of the p- things people can do with that uh, wall running and everything are just yeah unseen. Yeah. So it's just crazy. Well, we'll continue to hope for a new Titanfall. In the meantime, I still need to play Titanfall 2's campaign. Oh, dude, check it out. Never played it. I've played some of the multiplayer, dude, and I think I might have even played it with you years ago. Possibly. Yeah. The uh, you know, obviously these Nvidia leaks were kind of not based in anything, but makes you wonder. Yeah. Titan- Titanfall three was in that mix. That's so right. That's right. Really makes you wonder. Speaking of wonder, I don't know where I was going with that. Housemark is teasing something new for Returnal. This comes from GameSpot. It says there might be something new coming to Returnal in the near future. Housemark teased an image of some sort of rock creature saying Atropa, which is the name of the planet in which Returnal takes place. Housemark senior narrative designer, I'm not even going to pretend to pronounce the name, but this person retweeted the studio's teaser and said, we filmed something really amazing today. Hope we get to share more soon. This is possibly going to be new content or DLC for Returnal as the rock creature doesn't seem to be seen anywhere in the main game. For now, we're left waiting to hear 
more. Returnal has seen a few updates since it launched exclusively for PlayStation 5 back in April. Patch 1.4 was released in June, helping balance the game's difficulty and fix some bugs. The latest 2.0 update came out last month and added the ability for players to suspend their progress when closing the game and shutting down their PlayStation 5 system, which I know was a big complaint from many people. I see Dave nodding his head out of the corner of my eye here. So I imagine that's something he would like as well. A new photo mode was included as well. Housemark is also now part of the PlayStation Studios family after Sony acquired the developer back in June. So Game Awards is coming up. Could yeah. we see something? Do you think Game Awards is going to be, we're going to see some new content for Returnal? I would love that, honestly. And I wouldn't even mind picking it back up. I actually didn't realize that they had made that, that you can like pause around essentially yeah, it was just a few weeks ago yeah i yeah. i had no idea i feel like i would have enjoyed my experience a lot more if that were the case right um that's actually kind of big yeah if, if you've played the game you'd know but mm -hmm. um no i would love to see something like this at the game awards it certainly would fit well i mean jeff always has some big stuff in his back pocket so makes yeah. sense and his front pocket even it, it man is filled with pockets he's, he's a pockets he's a cargo over. short man but yeah. um I met the man once and I was like, he was like, let me shake your hand. And I was like, let me put my hand in your pockets. <laughs> <laughs> Dave, I'm, I'm guessing here that maybe you picked up Returnal for Black Friday. No, I didn't. Oh, okay. So you still haven't played Returnal, but you were nodding your head vociferously. Yeah, that, Why? that thing where like you couldn't pause and save and leave the game was the single reason i did not play returnal at launch okay. um my like current gaming habit is i play for like an hour in the morning um and i it's and then i go to work so like i Got can't a morning gamer here i can't just add like an hour and a half so i was like these runs are really really long and i'm literally gonna have to like leave my playstation on rest and so when i heard that they were adding this feature in, i was i was pretty happy about that because again that was the 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 single biggest reason why i didn't jump in in the first place um and sorry is that already in the game or it's coming to the game uh the thing where you can suspend your your game is already in that came out it's already in. Okay. earlier okay. this month or last month i can't recall for sure yeah yeah um yeah and to, i totally i love the game awards it's just it's I, I don't really care about the awards personally it's cool to right. see i like seeing the developers and publishers and stuff get all happy but honestly this is turning like a pseudo little e3 um because e3 is dog shit now and we yeah. need something to fill the void so having this like in december is it's such a cool way to look forward to, to new stuff that's coming in the new year and we get so many big reveals and it's not just like new footage of games we already know about but every game awards we get like big surprises so that's coming yeah. up later this week i'm getting off topic but yes i absolutely agree i think something uh the game awards is is ripe for a returnal um dlc or whatever announcement uh so hopefully we see it uh in about a week if you're an athlete you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down after all a team is only as good as its weakest link so you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. 
And that is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and, not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Speaking of the Game Awards, this comes from KitGuru.net. Bioshock creator's next game to be announced at the Game Awards. Ooh. According to Ralph's Valve, who has recently had quite the track record with leaks, former Bioshock lead Ken Levine will unveil his next game under his new story, Ghost Story Games. It says under his new story. I think it was supposed to say under his new studio, but whatever. At the Game Awards in December. Ghost Story Games first formed in 2017, and while the studio has not officially announced its first major project, previous job listings give us a good idea as to what to expect. Apparently, this game will be an immersive sim, much like Prey in 2017, the newer Deus Ex games, and similar titles. The game will also combine first-person shooter and RPG elements. Last year, we heard that this game was in the latter stages of production, so it seems likely if we get an announcement this year, it will come with a 2022 release date. Now, I will also say that uh, last year, PAX East 2020, so that would have been like March or April or whenever that was, uh, we were doing a panel at PAX East about Bioshock. And Ken Levine, who is in Boston or right outside of Boston, I'd emailed him and... um, he got back and said that they were head down in development, but soon would be able to breathe a little bit. That was, you know, before the height of the pandemic kicked in. So about a year and a half ago, they were pretty heavy into development at the point where they couldn't really, you know, he didn't even, I mean, maybe it was just an excuse, but he said he couldn't really leave to even come talk about on a panel about, you know, Bioshock. So like, we know that they've been in these, they, they've been working hard for a while. So this seems like it could line up. Uh, Brandon, what do you want to see from Ken Levine next? Oh, man. Anything. Anything? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, honestly, whenever we talked on that panel, um, I went back and replayed the games. And it just kind of reignited my love for that game. It was never out. But just the caliber of these games and the writing and the, the realization of these games and how fleshed out they are is just so good. Um, and I'm an ex- and I'm excited to see it kind of go back to that. I really wonder if it's going to be like a love letter to some of his old games, or, or honestly, I might even be kind of hopeful that he's doing something completely new. Yeah, I mean, not to say it couldn't share some aspects, um, but some, some DNA, perhaps. Yeah, some certain DNA. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, man, I'm just interested in anything he's selling at this point, um, and. I didn't even see that announcement. I'm actually really excited right now. Well, it's not official. This is a leak. Oh, it's a leak. It's a leak about a possible announcement, but okay. apparently the the leaker has been right a lot. Right. And it's becoming more common where we have these unnamed leakers that have a good track record, so we just assume that they're right, right. most of the time, and I think that's kind of what the situation is. Dave, Bioshock. You're not you've not you're not a Bioshock guy. I am. What made you say that? I I'm thought last bi- year when we talked about the PAX panel, you didn't, you weren't real interested in being on it. No, no, I no. I was, but uh, I wasn't. Uh, I had to, I had to, I had to film or help the person filming. But uh, oh. no, I think I think you had three three spots, and I was the fourth guy, so I was sort of uh, on the bench. I was ready oh, to go, okay. though, coach. I, I would have come in any time. <laughs> Um, oh. No, I love Bioshock. I was I was big on the original and uh, got the second one day one. And and uh, I will admit I did not complete Infinite. Um, I can't remember why, but I love the series up, and and System Shock and yeah. all that kind of stuff. So it's um, it's great to see that that you know 
we know Bioshock is carrying on with what is it, Cloud Factory or something? Yes, I can't remember the name, but it's under 2K. Yeah, yeah, yeah Cloud, I think Cloud something, Cloud Chamber. So, Cloud Chamber. And I mean, anytime we see big franchises change hands like that, like we all kind of wait in anticipation, but with a bit of a grain of salt. I mean, we yeah. saw the transition with Halo and 343 was a little bit rocky. So, I mean, I can't wait to see what's coming for the Bioshock series next, but seeing what, you know, the 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 figurehead of System Shock and Bioshock is going to come up with next because you know it's going to be creative, you know it's going to be captivating and interesting is uh, is going to be exciting. And again, we're going to see it at the Game Awards. So that's uh, that's something to look forward to. I think I, I'm probably a little bit more hyped for that than I would be the next Bioshock. Yeah, yeah, I would agree with yeah, that. Yeah, I agree. I mean, we all know that, you know, you talk about trading hands with developers. We all know it worked great for Call of Duty to have multiple developers and trade hands all the time. Yeah, so it works I'm great sure, every yeah, year. Right? Every year. It's Seamless. <laughs> yep. But no, I, I think that whenever... Uh, the influence of Ken Levine on Bioshock 2 was apparent yeah. and why that, how he was not present. Yeah. And I'm eager to see how he continues because I think most of my faith in Bioshock wouldn't be there necessarily if it wasn't for him. Two kind of strayed away from some stuff and didn't feel as realized as one and infinite did. But I think that's mostly because of him. And so, like I said, I just, I'm excited to see whatever he does. What do you think is more important about Bioshock? This is for either of you. The gameplay or the narrative? The narrative. I think so too. The narrative for sure. I think they're both really good, obviously. Gameplay without narrative is bad and narrative without gameplay is bad. But the narrative is just so good. So good. I, I think the sociological and the and the philosophical stuff that comes from Ken Levine, and that's that's what really um, gave birth to that setting, and that's what really caught everyone initially was yeah this weird, creepy, sort of half dead underwater world, and I think that all that all comes from the narrative. So um, you know, I think if 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 Ken starts with you know that strong narrative that's built off of really interesting source material then then that you know that uh produces a really cool setting and then and then the gameplay is just gravy on the top so yeah i agree with you guys it's definitely narrative for sure let's move on to talk a little bit we got a few different things here we're going to talk about rockstar for a minute now the first thing i want to mention is that i saw briefly and i didn't put it in the notes rockstar has claimed the trademark for a lot of different things such as uh take two which puts it takes two in a little bit of jeopardy i guess um the letter r uh the letter r the letter r how the fuck do they you trademark their letters there well they use those as their trademarks so i don't know take that uh, sesame um, street yeah so yeah <laughs> eat it i was gonna say eat it count but count does numbers <laughs> not letters close yeah I was real close there. Oscar. Um, anyway, this says, this is from Charlie Intel, and Charlie Intel is usually more about Call of Duty, but this says Rockstar Dev seemingly confirms Red Dead Redemption 3 in development. This is definitely a rumor, but it does point to a LinkedIn post. It says, as rumors about Grand Theft Auto 6 continue to swirl, and with the release of GTA, the trilogy, the definitive edition behind us, well, <laughs> kind of, we'll talk about that in a second <sighs> too, Red Dead has been on the back burner in recent months. Red Dead Redemption 2 launched in 2018 to critical acclaim, but Red Dead Online has failed to reach the lofty heights its modern-day counterpart has, which, of course, is GTA 
online. But if you're waiting for another single-player experience in the Wild West, you might be in luck. A LinkedIn page appears to have confirmed that Red Dead Redemption 3 is in development now. A programmer working with Rockstar Games has mentioned RDR 3 in the experience section of their LinkedIn profile. The description references, my page just refreshed and knocked me out of loop here. The description references two years experience leading vehicle AI team through development of Red Dead Redemption 3 and other projects. Actually, it just says RDR 3. The most likely, this most likely describes the AI behind the horse and carts that can be seen roaming across the U.S. countryside in the past two games. Yeah, that's right, unless Red Dead Redemption 3 has cars in it. <laughs> it also lists the next-gen port of GTA 5, Heist, and Red Dead Redemption 2 in their release projects. There's been a clear effort to grow the Red Dead franchise after Take-Two Take CEO Strauss Zelnick called it a permanent franchise in their release schedule. So we don't know much more than just that some programmer potentially has Red Dead Redemption 3 in their LinkedIn profile. Uh, guys, this is really interesting to me because we almost never, ever get any kind of leaks from Rockstar. As a matter of fact, we know that the Rockstar Studios are pretty much, you're not getting in, even if you're like major media press, uh, and their development teams are even like discouraged. This is just rumor, but their development teams are discouraged from even like going out to eat with people from other studios or really anything that might get them into work-related conversation. Hmm. Uh, I am very excited for another red dead although i think it's probably still five or so years away if i know yeah. anything about the scope of those games yeah brandon you loved red dead 2 what are your hopes for red dead 3 man i don't know a whole lot not a whole lot i guess yeah um i think red dead 2 was such a vast and sprawling alive world um and i don't know what more i would add to it to be honest um I would love for them to put out some sort of next gen patch for Red Dead Two. Yeah. Obviously, to, that that isn't three, um, but no, it just gets it would make me, me go back to it though. Yeah, I mean, it really would. I would love to go back to it um, now that they've made the online free, yeah. or or it was free for a time, and now it's standalone. That's certainly interesting. It's kind of weird that they because the last one they put out was Red Dead Redemption Two uh technically yeah i think so, so it's got my wheels spinning wouldn't it be weird now obviously it's it it's like oh gta 6 is coming that's a rumor yeah no shit just like elder scrolls is coming just yeah. like the next call of duty is coming yes right it's coming but like i don't know i not like i don't think there's any basis to this to this rumor but i don't know that it makes a whole lot of sense for three to come out next at least with the track record, but then again, Rockstar's track record over the past six years, seven years, eight years has not been very like what they've been in the past. Right. So it's been more like, uh, let's just make a lot of money. Right. Right. Yeah. Which you know, who who can blame them? But right. um, no, I mean, I I obviously would be very excited for this. I just can't seem to get excited for it because it doesn't seem likely to me for some reason. Dave. Where does Red Dead go next? And what are your expectations for how long it takes? Uh, a long time. I wouldn't hold my breath on this one. I'm I'm going to say just because of the order in which the games have come out previously that we'd see GTA first before Red Dead. But I mean, with the success of GTA Online, they're not really being expeditious with anything new. And then on the other side of the coin, I mean, you look at how quickly developers like bioware and cd project red have fallen from grace i'm sure you know 
we all look at Rockstar and think they can do no wrong, but at the same time, we've seen how quickly these other developers who were so like a sought after have just shit the bed. So whatever they do, I'm sure they're looking at it and saying, we're going to take our time on this because we don't want to put out something that's half-baked the way that, you know, some of the other things we've seen in the industry. But again, just with the way that GTA Online is printing money, I think it's going to be a long time before we see either of these. But if I had to bet, I think it's going to be GTA first. Yeah. Speaking of Rockstar doing the wrong, they recently put out the the Grand Theft Auto Trilogy remaster, remaster trilogy, whatever it was, uh, which we talked about here in the past. Brandon, you mentioned that you'd seen some interesting details. Yeah, no, this is coming straight from Polygon. I actually saw it a couple different places, but I guess Rockstar updates GTA Trilogy Definitive Edition to fix tons of visual bugs. It says here more than 100 bug fixes in patch 1.03. And probably some of them significant. Yeah, yeah, that's a pretty big bug. Um, just to mention a few, I don't know if you guys have picked it up. I've actually stayed clear of this for this exact reason. Um, I did download it on Game Pass, but that's because I didn't have to pay more on top. Um, but I guess things like um, misspellings on textures and store signage and indoor and outdoor and underwater rain. Yeah. Um, and just very, very weird. I mean, we talked about it a couple of weeks ago with the strangeness of the AI. And I'm glad to see that they've kind of remedied that at least a little bit. Um, I've been meaning to boot it up myself. And I actually want to see it after this 1.03 patch to see if it's visually noticeable. Um, because I expressed my concerns the other week for AI polishing a game for you. Um, and, you know, I'm glad to see that they're doing something about it. I mean, they kind of have to. They had to delist, you know, delist and then relist some of their old games. I mean, it was a big stink, but um, at least they're trying to turn it around, yeah. I guess. Um, but to what extent, I don't really know. I need to pop in and check it out myself, honestly. Pop in and check it out yourself. Yeah, but yeah. but no, 100 bugs. That's nothing to shake a stick at. So good for them for doing something about it pretty quick. Yeah. Okay. One more story, and then we'll move on to talk about CD Projekt Red for a minute. This one is, of course, about Halo. We'll talk about Halo, I'm sure, a little more later on. This comes from, what's the name of this website? Two is the, I, I don't know what the actual name of the website is, but that's how it looks to me. First six games in Halo Infinite, the daily match XP rewards have been increased. For the first six games in Halo Infinite, the daily match XP rewards have been increased. It's really great when you start out your article, the first sentence is the same thing as your title. I love that. <laughs> Halo Infinite players will receive an enhanced bonus XP for the first six matches of each day, according to 343. The multiplayer component of Halo Infinite has been accessible for a few weeks now, and the present execution of the progression system has been criticized ever since. While the game's gameplay has been received has received widespread praise, fans have been dissatisfied by the Battle Pass in Halo Infinite. The game moves through the Battle Pass by completing tasks, however. The way this concept was implemented has enraged a sizable segment of the Halo fan base. In Halo Infinite, challenges demand players to complete specified activities in a specific game mode to or in order to earn XP. Because there's presently no method to pick that mode, earning XP and progressing through the Battle Pass takes a long time. 343 is working on adjustments, etc., etc., uh, we know that they implemented something where your first game of the day is going to give you 300 XP, your second game 200, third game 200, fourth, fifth, and sixth game 100, and seventh plus games 
50 XP. Yeah. So this will definitely help progress through that battle pass a little bit quicker, something I'm not really sure that I care about. No, and that's um, and that's daily. That is daily. That refreshes daily. Yep. Yeah, yeah, it does, it does refresh daily. I guess we can talk, a, we have a little bit more to talk about before we get into what we've been playing, or maybe we won't even really touch on some of the cyberpunk stuff. But Dave, have you found it frustrating at all to the, the slog through the battle pass? Uh, I mean, we talked about this a couple of weeks ago, and and I think I was a little bit smitten with, with the old school Halo gameplay. But the more I've played, the, the more I, I find myself needing, um, you know, a little bit more gratification because like i don't know just seeing 50 xp every time you win a game or or play a game whether you win it lose it whether you have you know a 3.5 kd or a 0.8 kd it was the same so it was like i needed more of that um you know you did really good so here's a little bit more xp or you didn't do good so here's a little bit try again and right. there doesn't seem to be any of that i do like that you know you you have an incentive to to log in and play a few games um just to kind of keep you going but it's still i think it still needs work um and i mean the game's only been out for for two and a half weeks or so so i mean they've shown that they're going to be reactionary about this and they they're not afraid to make changes so that's good but for me personally it's it's not quite there yet yeah Brandon, we played on a three or four matches the other night, yeah. and you mentioned to me that all of your challenges were already done uh, for the week. Yeah. So you were kind of like, okay, well, what's even the point of playing? That was kind of your mindset, yeah. I think. Um, how do you feel about the changes to the progression? No, I think this is a great step in the right direction. Um, one of the heads of the multiplayer team or something um, that was putting out a lot of statements about this and said they were listening to complaints. Um, I can't remember the name off the top of my head, but I think this is a good step in the right direction. I agree that it's not in the right place quite yet, I don't think. Yeah. But this is perfect. It gives you an incentive to log in every day, even if you don't have challenges. But what I will say, and I can speak to on the challenges, is they're not that fucking hard to complete. <laughs> I'm going to be honest with you. Yesterday, I had a day off. During the reset day, Okay, I did all of my weekly challenges for the whole week not even a full day. I have two left and I have five whole days for the whole week Yeah, with two challenges. That's it. So I don't think it's necessarily hard. I think there's a bit of a like entitlement, a curve to it. You know, yeah. it's a little bit of a curveball as far as what we're used to as, as, as far as like the battle pass goes. Right. You know what I mean? Um, so I think that takes a little bit of getting used to, but I think the challenges are in a good spot. I would even say there needs to be more of them. Yeah, to be honest with you. And I would say that maybe a lot of people don't feel that way, but it gets you to vary your gameplay. It gives you some some direction, you know what I mean? And it allows you to explore the whole game. Um, so I think, you know, the challenges mixed with the daily incentive to even if you play your first your first two games, that's literally you play one game a day, 300 XP a day, right? You know what I mean? In uh, four days, you would be up a level. Right. So I would say that most people can probably pay, play at least one a day, right? Right. And so, I, I don't know. I think, like I said, I think this is maybe not perfect, but I think this was a much needed addition to the XP, was the the daily incentive. And it keeps people coming back. And it honestly, it's going to keep me coming back. Right. That every day I come in, I could just pop in and literally play 
one match while dinner's heating up. And it's the equivalent of six matches. Right. Yeah. So, no, I think it's definitely in a better spot than it's been. And honestly, to be at this spot within a couple days, to like have that big of a flip. Yeah. Very good. Very, very encouraging um, as far as, you know, the feelings I have towards the XP. Yeah. So, I... I think I stated this a couple weeks ago, but I'll state it again. I just don't care. Like, I like seeing the battle pass progression. Don't get me wrong. And I want to see my battle pass go up, especially after, you know, you pay for it. But for me, I just like to play the game. I don't necessarily need to have that progression and unlock those things for me to continue to enjoy it. Um, If it were a third-person game, maybe. I'd want to see that a little more. But for me, it's very much like I just want to get more kills than everybody else. Well, Ben, that's surprising for me, though, because I feel like... The first battle pass is ripe yeah. with Halo Reach stuff. It and is, I feel like yeah. you would be chomping at the bit for that. But I know I'm going to get it. Eventually. True. True. And the fact that it doesn't go away, right. I guess, gives you. I mean, that's even better. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I've seen a lot of criticism about the XP in the battle pass. And I think that most of it is right. Yeah. But I think that a lot of it is wrong. I don't know that that's not right. I, th- I think it probably is right. I just don't yeah. care about it. Yeah. You know, fair enough. Yeah. Okay, the the rest of the stories I have are kind of all connected here. And I'm just going to kind of read them and we can just generally talk about it. But I want to move on to what we've been playing. So uh, the first one says Cyberpunk 2077 is not coming to Xbox Game Pass anytime soon. They've, they've, they've stated that. Um, Cyberpunk 2077's next gen version and next major update are coming in quarter one, 2022. We'll believe that date when we see it. CD Projekt Red has is not for sale and has no plans to be acquired. So... All three of those stories kind of about CD Projekt Red, about Cyberpunk a little bit. Um, I don't know. I, of course, have access to it on PC, but I also went ahead and picked up the PS4 version for $10 from Best Buy so that when the PS5 version comes out, I can just get the free upgrade. No problem. Yeah. No questions asked. Dave, you're still holding out on it, right? Yeah, I'm really disappointed to hear that uh, there being, you know, we don't have a solid release date on that next-gen version because that's what I'm holding out for. So, yeah, yeah. I haven't played it yeah. yet, and that's what I'm waiting for. I think, I, I wonder if internally they do have a release date, but they've messed up so many times before with announcing release dates that they're kind of hesitant to do so. Maybe they finally got smart. I don't know. Um, I'm looking forward to diving back in. I only played probably a dozen hours of the game. Uh, and I was like, you know what? I just want to wait for the good experience. Uh, even though I was playing it on a PC with a, a decent graphics card and didn't have many issues, uh, but I certainly know that many, many people did. Yeah. And uh, so I'm excited to get back to, to get back to it when it finally comes out. But it is a little disappointing. What do you think about the fact that they're being asked about uh, bringing it into Game Pass and, and joining on there, Brandon? Do you think that that Game Pass would be a good move for them, or you know, with them being high up in the charts on Steam and probably everywhere else, still they don't need it. I think that Game Pass, let me think about this. I think that it wouldn't make sense. It would be a bad bet for Xbox to put it on Game Pass because I feel like a lot of the machines that run Game Pass are old machines. And why would someone who is paying money, do you know how many many complaints that would potentially make for Xbox? You know what I mean, though? I just don't think it's a safe bet. Right. on there. I mean, PlayStation delisted it, you know what I mean? And it's certainly not in the same place it was at one point. Right. I'm not saying that by any means, but maybe once we get an optimized version, finally, who fucking knows when, maybe then it can be listed. But until then, I don't I, I don't even think it would be advantageous for Xbox to put it on their platform. Yeah, yeah I agree. 
boys, what have you been playing? Ooh, wait. Dave, we'll start with you. You you seemed eager to get to this point. What makes you think that? Come on. <laughs> I'm not eager, but um, yeah, I've I've mostly just been, I, I put Halo away for this week, not intentionally. Ooh. I played uh, a bit of Sea of Thieves with you fellas, as we discussed. Uh, we do be sailing, as it were. Hey, um, I've never played, uh, that, played that game. Tell me about it. It's, it's please it's shit. please don't. Pretty shit. don't worry about <laughs> please, it. please don't. You, you wouldn't no. like it <laughs> check out this awesome youtube channel no i'm just kidding i don't remember the name so i can't plug it again um i've been playing mostly vanguard still having a good time with that um i'm starting to grind away some of the operator stuff um put in a little bit more time with forza forza uh, it's not forza it's forza 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 yeah. forza you got it um, I haven't finished the campaign like you have, Brandon, um, but I have found myself sort of sinking my teeth a little bit more into the seasonal stuff. So trying to grind out those points in those seasonal events so I can unlock those super special limited to time seasonal cars that I assume will disappear as soon as the season's over. Um, so having a lot of fun with that. And then the other um, game I've been playing, so... I've been looking for something to play on my Switch for the last little while. There's this series of video games that I've been thinking of for uh, at least six months now. And I don't know when it's kind of burrowed into my head, but it's a series I've completely missed. And I thought, hey, this is perfect for me to play on my Switch. Uh, so I picked up Darksiders, oh. War Mastered Edition. Yeah, for my Switch. And uh, man, am I loving this game? It's, I mean, it's the most derivative, it's as derivative as it gets when it comes to video games. Like somebody just said, God of War and Zelda, people love these games, boom, let's put them together. But like the narrative and the way they use, like, um, you know, the Four Horsemen of the Apocalypse, it's, and the gameplay is just, it's, I'm having a lot of fun with it. And I think it's perfect on the Switch. Obviously, they're older games. Uh, and I think the further you go into the series, the less it's going to be good for a Switch. But uh, yeah, I'm about six, seven hours into the first one. I've already bought the second one on uh, my Switch. And and uh, yeah, this will be a nice little fun thing to play. Um, but yeah, having a lot of fun with Darksiders. I don't know if you guys have ever toiled with the series. I think Phil has, um, but uh, we don't know where Phil is, so he can't right. really chime in here. So so yeah, that's that's the only new thing I've been playing this week is Darksiders. Uh, yeah, I think Phil has played some Darksiders. Um, I dabbled with the first Darksiders. Was it on 360? When was, when did the, yeah, first yeah. time it came out on yeah. 360. I definitely had it for there. I might have even finished that game. I didn't play any more in the series after that. How does it run on the Switch, Dave? Great. Yeah, I, um, I, I've been watching some videos on like the second one and especially the third one, and it starts to really run like dog shit. Because um, the, they, they switched to like a more open world. Yeah, um, but the first one is is great, and uh, I found it for twenty bucks, and I found the second one for twelve dollars uh, in an eShop sale. Um, so yeah, it's it's kind of nice when you discover these series and have an interest in them like late, um, yeah. Because then you you can you can get the entire series for the price of one full price new release. Um, so yeah, it runs again. The first and second run fine, uh, but I might switch to PS Five for for the uh, third one at least. Yeah. Hmm. I uh, I know what you mean about catching a series after it's done or, you know, not done necessarily, but when there's a couple entries in it. I like to do that with television shows. A lot of times I'm not going to sit down once a week and watch the same show. I'm going to forget about it or fall off in the middle of it. Uh, so I really like to uh, be able to find something that people have been raving about 
and have a couple seasons worth of it to just sit down and you know knock out three yeah. or four episodes a couple times a week. That's yeah, nice. dude, love the binge. Love the binge for sure. For By the sure. way, watch yeah. Succession. It's on HBO. Okay, that's for everybody. All right. Yeah, Brandon, what about you? What have you been playing? Dude, uh, well, I've been playing a lot of Halo. Yep. Um, obviously, nothing really new to say about that necessarily. Um, I feel like I'm getting towards the end of Forza. The campaign comes out for Halo next week. Brandon. I know, I know. Indeed. I'm excited for that. I am really, really excited to be honest with you. Um, but no, Forza, and actually, um, out of nowhere, uh, because I have Game Pass. Yeah. Started playing It Takes Two with my oh, girlfriend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And man, oh man, this might be. not qualifying shooters uh-huh. this might be the most fun i've had all year on a game nice it takes two is exceptional um i don't know did you guys play uh, a way out i did no. not no you no. didn't play a way out no. okay um i played a way out and just such a vastly different game i mean obviously just looking at it but um man is this game just cute and just so much fun and it takes co-op and it cradles it in such a way that i don't know that i've seen since a way out but it takes that through the roof um it's so whimsical and it's so fun and honestly a lot of points kind of made me feel like a kid again with some of the visuals and i don't know how to describe it but if y'all got someone significant in your life and they are even a little bit adequate at video games please play this game it is very, very good. Um, I've not beaten it yet. I, I, I think I'm about three-fourths of the way through um, with Lauren, but it's very, very fun, very cute, very beautiful on the Series X, and um, just kind of out of nowhere, honestly. Um, wasn't expecting to play this game necessarily. Dustin gave me a recommendation for it, said I'd really like it, and it just kind of blew me away. Um no other game handles co-op like, you know, these two have. And I'm really, really glad to see that studio kind of blossom. Um, I feel like A Way Out had some jank about it, um, but was still very interesting in the way that it approached co-op and some of the situations and some of the things you could do were just kind of neat. Um, and this game kind of um, is more thought out um, and purposeful um, in a lot of ways that makes sense for the co-op. So. Yeah. Really, really having a ton of fun with that. I actually can't wait to to keep playing. So, I, I, funny thing, I actually played about an hour of that game with my wife's nephew, and then um, then I proceeded to watch him play with his brother for about two hours, and I had just as much enjoyment watching them play and work together um, than I did actually playing with him. Because you're right, it's just such an endearing experience, and it's it's just so perfect for for anyone really. Um, yeah, dude, yeah. and like. I don't know how to describe it without just like completely ruining some stuff about it. But seriously, just like the way that it approaches co-op is so cooperative in, in, in a way that I can't describe. No other game has come close to like a true you must you must both be playing. You know, it doesn't skimp. You know, this person does this this time. It, it is all together and it just wraps in perfectly. It's I would love to see more games like this because I love co-op games but it always seems tacked on or it's just like a feature you know what i mean it's a single player game that has co-op right but this game very very good um and like i said i would love to see more games like this so i'm I'm very sad about it takes two because 
I kind of want to, I mean, I want to play it, especially with all the raving I've heard from people about it, including you two and Dustin. Uh, my wife, though, just kind of like she, I don't want to say she hates video games because she doesn't like hate them, but like she doesn't care to play them at all. Right. She doesn't care to really watch them. She really liked me telling her the story of The Last of Us. Um, but like other than that, like she she's totally fine with me playing and she doesn't mind that they exist. But if she had her preference, she'd never touch a controller in her gotcha. life. So for me, I'm like, well, who do I play this game with? <laughs> like the ideal person is your your partner, right? Right. To play right, the right. game with. But yeah. like maybe uh, I, I talked to um, my buddy Locke about playing it. Uh, but and we've we said we were going to play it, but the problem is he lives um, six hours difference from oh, us. So yeah, that makes it, it hard. just never lines up, you know. Yeah. So maybe someday Dave and I will patch our relationship up with It Takes Two. And <laughs> so I guess it is about divorce and, and reconciliation. So that yeah. would be fitting. Right. Yeah. It's, exactly. It starts off pretty strong, Dave. I don't know if you remember it, but yeah. it gets you in your feels right away. So. Yeah. I uh, haven't really been playing a whole lot new this week. The only thing that's really been a little different for me is I've been playing a different mode in Sea of Thieves lately. <laughs> oh, okay. What is that? Uh, arena. What, what game is that? Uh, oh. in sea of Thieves, so normally I play Adventure, but I've just been hopping in and out of Arena lately, oh. which is kind of a much maligned version of the game. I mean, it's just a lot of spawn camping and stuff. But And they've quit updating it for years now because it just oh, that's wasn't sad. as popular. Um, but you still need it to get certain commendations and stuff like that. So I've been playing a little bit of that with a buddy of mine and uh, we hop in for a match or two, you know, a couple nights a week and um, usually do decently. But basically it's just it's it's just combat. Like there's no treasure. I mean, you, there is one chest you can dig up to get points, but really it's just you earn points by killing other players and shooting their ships. And it's all about points at the end. Gotcha. Um, it's a slog to get from one match to the next because there's so few people playing it that the matchmaking is terrible. But it's fun nonetheless, and I want to get those skills and those accommodations. Yeah, so, definitely. Um, that's pretty much the extent, unless I'm forgetting something that I've been playing. Uh, that's that's anywhere. I mean, Halo, obviously, uh, is the only other thing that's new. So, boys, I think that's about it for the show this week. Any any last words before before we're all gone? Well, we'll be back, right? I don't know. Oh, yeah, that's right. We'll be back. Yeah, okay. yeah. Oh, and also, I mean, maybe uh, hopefully you've noticed this is a day late. That's partially, maybe almost all, almost my fault. Uh, this year, all of my city council meetings were on Thursday all year. And I knew I had a meeting coming up this week, but I thought it was on Thursday. And I didn't realize until like less than 24 hours before yesterday's episode that my meeting was on a Tuesday Damn. for the first time in over a year. So that's one of the reasons Phil couldn't come. He claimed he was going to come yesterday, but then when we had to change it, he was like, I just do it without me. I don't really believe that he was going to come. I think it was just a ploy. He long conned me. He just looked, looked at the calendar and knew that was coming. He's just trying to smoke screen you. He has yeah, a he was sleeper cell in Butler city council. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> but anyway, so this episode of the day late, we apologize, but um, nobody complained yet. So we'll see. All right. Thanks, everybody, for listening. We'll catch you next week. Bye. The HP Podcast and HandsomePhantom.com are supported by our proud patrons over at Patreon. If you want to support the show, head over to Patreon.com slash HandsomePhantom. Htrons, Maurice Bays, Passive Pixels, Edwin Castillo, Fusebro, Boots, Poot, Jared, Josh Cummings, Edward Walton, Charles Peterson, Toby Ryland, Straw Hat Ninja, Jared Cavallero, 
Jason Canham, and Kevin Lucas.